Hello, Herkimer County. It's great to be back on the podcast today. We always want to just talk about different features of our wonderful county. Good morning. Morning. Yeah, got to introduce us. And today, <laughs> I'm going to change hats a little bit because Dave is with us today, our producer. Yeah, I'm here somewhere. And we have Barry Cavanaugh, my other half, with us as well. The bigger half, I think. No, I'm definitely <laughs> the bigger half. <laughs> yeah, he fills the frame nicely. Yes, he does. <laughs> yes. So I, we are changing hats today, and we're going to talk about our business. Barry and I are the proprietors of Raindrops on Roses Bed and Breakfast and Wine Tasting Room. So Dave will be doing the interviewing. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm... Um, it's an interesting name. How'd you come up with a name for that? Well, um, the previous owners called it Bellager Rose. And so uh, most of the decorating and the wallpaper, there's a lot of roses. So when Barry and I were considering purchasing it, we sat down and brainstormed different phrases with roses. My mother loves Sound of Music and the song, Our Favorite Things, My Favorite Things. And I used to sing it to our kids. <laughs> Your so favorite things are roses, right? That's where it came up. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Awesome. So tell me just a little bit about the business, uh, you know, the actual facility and what's there and everything else. Okay. It's a beautiful old 1865 building and home. And um, we rent out two rooms. And then there's common areas of the parlor, the music room, and the dining area. And we also have the wine tasting room that we can talk more about as oh, well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Barry, I figure you probably take care of the outside, right? I take care. <laughs> and, and the inside. Yeah. Outside and inside. We, we, we both have our responsibilities. And uh, we kind of moved into that over a period of time as to what our responsibilities are, but there's certain things I won't do. And, uh, <laughs> like what? Uh, I won't make the beds. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't want me to make the beds. That's true. Uh, That's true. Uh, but I'll, I'll do the uh, cleaning. I'll do the outside work and I'll do the, uh, the cooking. Right. And, uh, oh, that's interesting. You do the cooking, huh? I do the cooking. You like it or? Oh, I love it. Yeah. Well, some people have a full-time job, so they, it's, there's a little restricted. I have a little more free time to do that. Right. Um, but no, I loved it. The, the creative part, and uh, I, I, I'm not trained in it, uh, but I breakfast is fairly easy, and then I just uh, add to it, right? Enhance it, right? So, an 1865 house that means there's got to be a lot to that, a lot of work. Well, it's it's 3,500 square feet. Um, so a small place. It's a yeah. small place. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we're fortunate because the the previous owners, Chris and Leon Frost did an outstanding job with the uh, maintaining of the house and, and updating it. So we, two years ago when we purchased it and just, it was kind of like moved in ready. Wow. I mean, I painted a door frame and we rearranged some furniture, brought some of our own in and uh, it, it really worked out great. So we, we really benefited from them, uh, the work they did. Awesome. Uh, Denise, so it's, you know, not everybody gets into the, this business, right? I mean, why? And how long ago? He said, he said two, years. two years ago, right? So only, did you do this before that or? No, we always, early on in our marriage, we started staying at bed and breakfast through the Finger Lakes in Ireland, all over the place. And we used to say pre-kids and stuff, oh, when we retire in a million years, maybe we'll own our own bed and breakfast. And then it, it kind of went by the 
boards. We really didn't pay any attention think, to it. I think it. there was kids involved. In yeah, that. kids, I think kids came 40 along. years later. The uh, kids caused yeah. you to go into the B&B no. business? No, they caused us not to. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. And then um, during COVID, really, we would drive around, and ju- we were kind of looking for a lake house, kind of looking at bed and breakfast, and we started seeing a couple, that, and we really started pursuing that idea again. Um, I left the big job that I had, and we found this bed and breakfast. We found another one outside of Cooperstown that needed a ton of work, and we are not those people. Not, ah, yeah, and I yeah. had a, you don't uh, want to do that, right? I can't do that. <laughs> no, okay, all right. No, I'm realistic. I, I can't yeah, do that. yeah. And by the time we got into the price of it, we would never have had enough money to really right. do it. Once we came across this place, we had a maintenance friend of ours look at it. We had a home inspection and we were told over and over if you want turnkey this is the place so we went to the other bed and breakfast in town grand colonial and we asked them how their business was and he said pre-covid he had to turn people away all the time he said open it and we did open it and they will come and they have come really wow so busy who would you consider of the two of you is the the business manager who really denise (laughs) Denise. (laughs) there's not a lot of question with that when he said there's things he won't do (laughs) that's one of them well the reason i ask that is because so you've been looking at this for 40 years this idea right so how has the industry since you've been an observer and now you're an owner how has it changed over those 40 years and I'm not sure we would know enough about that because we didn't look in that interim time. Right. I think um, the concern, like with everything else, was the COVID years. You know, right. what? how did that impact? And I think the most that it impacted the industry was you don't go in people's rooms every day and clean. It, right. Same as hotels now. Um, there, there's a little different so way it's different now. managed. Yes. Really? That's interesting. Is that the only impact of COVID or was there, there are other things? Forget the health restrictions, whatever, but did it, how did it change the business, morph the business? I think people, when they started traveling again, it is a opportunity that they would take advantage of. People liked the smaller places to stay rather than a big hotel. It seemed, I think, safer and more comfortable for people. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> I was done. <laughs> You're done. All right. Uh, what about, so you've had two years of different guests. Who's been one of the most interesting ones? You don't have to say their name, but a, a character kind of thing. Well, <laughs> I see a lot of thinking you, going on there. You've yeah. got somebody in we've mind. We've had such great people stay. It's just wonderful. We've, but we've did had, you have somebody um, in mind? About 200 bookings in the, in the, in the years. That's not bed nights. That's just straight up bookings bookings right so you know i guess mike comes to mind okay. um mike from georgia mike a, a graduate from little falls high school he came back for his 50th reunion and he booked five nights with us uh, last year and he came back again this year for five nights and he just loves it he right. says he's we have a wraparound porch so he sits on the front porch at three o'clock in the afternoon with his book with a glass of scotch <laughs> And he goes from the wine tasting room. Well, actually, well, we don't uh, carry scotch. He brings it. Oh, okay, all right. I was just checking. And this year, I actually left him a bottle. Um, he's just a nice guy, and, yeah. and uh, we love to have him there. But he goes, I can't do this in Georgia. He goes, I can't get out on my back porch 
until like eight o'clock at night. It's just too hot and too humid. No, the so poor for boy. Me, for me to sit here five days and just from three to five in the afternoon and read a book, it, it's like seven. It was like seventy-two degrees, no humidity. Right. It was unbelievable. So wow. he he hit some perfect days. Wow. And he considers himself family now. He has sent us things. We have a sign on the porch that he sent us as a gift. Um, wow. And we have other people right now with us. It's their third time back. Their mom is 100, and she's in nursing home around here, and she they have come back from North Carolina for three three times. Right. We, we've had uh, people from New Hampshire meet other relatives uh, at our place, and after the third day, they come down with a box. And the woman says, uh, you know, after breakfast, she goes, I want to give this to you. And we're like, what is it? And we, well, you open it up, and it's a trifold antique mirror. Wow. And like, you're giving that to us? Oh, absolutely. Because we now live in a log home in New Hampshire. It doesn't fit in with our decor. And we just wanted it to be in the right place. And after being here, you know, the three days, this is the right place. And we want you to have it. Right. That's amazing. It, it was amazing. You know, like, you know, we just met these people, you know, <laughs> two days ago. And now they're giving us stuff. And, uh, so people are very, very nice. Yeah. yeah, not that you have to give gifts in order to no. stay with right, us, but right. we're surprised by that. Right. We're very probably surprised. the most interesting. Early on, we had a couple from England. We've had people from thirty-one states and six countries, Dave. It, in a year and a half, two years. It's See, that's amazing. where I was going. You would yeah. have some incredible people. So um, tell me about them. The people from England came to us. They had been in the states for six months. They flew into the West Coast, bought a vehicle and traveled throughout the whole country, and they were toward the end of their stay. They were going to fly out of Boston. But they had also gone back to England halfway through the trip to change their luggage and to, you know, seasonally, I guess. Okay. So we were like, who are these people? <laughs> Is that people? a thing? Like, I mean, we're like, you know. They Hold were, on, let me fly 14 hours round trip to go change my luggage. Right. I got and, it. And while they were there, they were with us, I think, three nights, and they were travel fatigued by this time. They yeah. were two days away from flying home. And we were like, who does this? You know, they're probably 50-year-olds, and we're like, what job do you have? And they were talking about they were going to go to Africa next. They were going to do Asia. And in talking to them and researching, he had been in development and construction, and he also wrote a book, like a thriller. So wow. I immediately, like, looked up the book and bought the book. It was, it was pretty good. Right. And just fascinating that they found us and that is what we want our message to be too that Herkimer is just a really desirable place we're on the way places and mm -hmm. they google where to stay you know they see our place on a website and they end up here and so you know England we've had Germany um Scotland just fascinating yeah. we have we have a gentleman who's been with us two years now he comes uh, I think it's early April but he coordinates it with the opening of the Herkman Diamond Mines. So that's that's an attraction. Right. He's like 27 years old. He comes up, it's like his fifth year here. Um, he came to us the last two years. And he goes, oh, I, I come opening day every year. He goes, I look forward to this. And wow. then the first, day, the first year he shows us his collections of crystals for that day. It was unbelievable. He had, wow. like, he had like 80 pieces of crystal with four of them that were embedded in the, in the rocks. Right. And he goes, I just love this. I said, what do you do with it? He goes, I, I give it away to my relatives, my nieces Gifts and nephews. And, and, and I, 
and then he made a ring for his fiance. Oh, uh, wow. an engagement ring out of out of a series of the best better stones that he had. Right, gorgeous. So, oh, he just loved oh, it. Really wow. gorgeous. And he's from Delaware, Maryland. He's from Maryland. Maryland. He's a teacher, a music teacher in Maryland. Wow. But he looks forward to coming here every year. So there's a real variety of people that you get through there, right? It's so amazing. We have had reunions, um, weddings, funerals, on the way places. Uh, meeting other people here. One of the other most interesting groups early on was four siblings, again, probably in their 50s, from Canada. Canada. Two were from Canada. One was from New York City, yep. and the other was from the country that I never remember. Malaysia? Or yes, th- Malaysia. Okay. They had planned pre-COVID and had to cancel it, but they they organized it again. The gentleman from New York organized it to travel the Erie Canal bike path. Oh, wow. That was their reunion as four si- adult siblings. And it was so interesting to have them come from all over and be here and do the whole bike path, I think, from Buffalo to um, New York. And one of them had a car, so one would drive and three would bike so that they could carry more luggage with them and right. so forth. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. We, we had a uh, ex-police officer from Detroit ride his bike to New York City and along the way, he would stop at police stations and talk about uh, uh, suicide prevention for police officers. Really? He says it's not very commonly known or talked about because it's, we're supposed to be strong and we're police and we're not supposed to talk about that. But there's a lot of suicides within a police force. Mm. And he goes, I, so I, I've lost three friends, so I, I do speeches and talks along the way on my bike ride. Wow. Yeah, he and his wife both came. Yeah. Wow, uh, yep. that's yeah. really interesting. And then, uh, yeah, it's it's amazing. Older couple from Vermont going to Seattle, Washington on a bikes bicycles. Yeah, that's a trip. Norwich, Vermont to Seattle, Washington. Crap. She that's couldn't it. wait. She said, "Oh, well, we're looking forward to the rest of the trip." And he's in the background shaking his head. No, I don't, I, I don't know. You know Is he the one driving the car? There's no, there's no car involved. No car. Both on bikes the whole trip. They're both retired. They said if we get there in September, that's fine. If we get there in October, that's fine. We have no time frame. Uh, we do have to be back by Thanksgiving. And That's amazing. Yeah, that's what we said. And yeah. we said more power to them. You couldn't pay me to sit on a bicycle seat that long. No, no. <laughs> I'm retired, and I can't even imagine doing anything like that. No. <laughs> that's no. crazy. It was crazy, but we, we wished them well, and they continued on. Yeah. And, uh, so did he say? You know, my brother had always talked about, and his wife talked about doing a bed and breakfast, but they just never really kind of did it, right? Uh, what are some and what are some of the challenges or some of the things you've faced that you you probably never thought of when you had the idea? Let's go ahead and do this. I think, and some of the things we did to prepare were we bought, you know, the bed and breakfast for dummies, one one, <laughs> and and simultaneously, I was getting my doctorate, and I even used one of my classes in my doctorate to write the business plan. So I I really tried to do the steps right because we were like, it can't be as straightforward as it looks like, right? But I think it is. I think what we do, it, the devil is in the details, Dave. I'm type A. I want everything to be perfect, and that's what people notice, but they don't know. You know, they don't realize why it's so good, but it's because we pay attention to the details. You know, Barry makes cookies. Everybody gets cookies in the room when they get there. Every There's water and little refrigerators for them. You know, there's 
a Keurig upstairs. There's things that are details that you really have to think about. Mm. I think, you know, the cleaning is, I I really want no part of it. And Barry's been doing it. I, I wanted to hire somebody. But so far, he's been doing it. And we get wonderful compliments about that, except the beds. That is yeah, my that job. Is um, but I, I really think... Everyone who we talked to who was in the business said, this is not something that you make a million dollars on. It, it's something that you want to love to do. You make money. It helps you live in a beautiful old home if you want to and helps with the expenses for that, but you're not going to make a fortune doing right. that. And that's exactly right. It's really, you know, if you manage it right and do, we chose to only do two rooms because we don't want to do any more than that. We have to block out rooms sometimes because with my working full time right. and the amount of guests that we've had, there's just sometimes that the, you're turning over rooms all week long in the summer. And it's like, okay, we need a little break. A little break. Yeah. I mean, yeah. One of my challenges was, is when we switched from, well, when we bought it, we had to connect, create a website, connect it with, uh, a payment program, a Savoy, we call it Savoy, then uh, for the bookings, and we had a, another another one that had to connect to the channel that did the payments, and all that had to coordinate together. Right. And so that was a learning curve. So I was on the, <laughs> I know. He did that. Part. We- websites I, for dummies. I, I, yeah. chatted, I chatted with Savoy, who kind of is in the middle of all of it. They connected the website, and they connected the payment I chatted with them almost daily until I got it down to, it took like three or four months to really get it down. Now I, I'm proud to say I chat with them maybe once every six months now. So that's good. Yeah. It's, it's just a learning curve. They yeah. didn't know, didn't know anything about it. And, but uh, again, uh, Mike from the grand colonial down the road was, was gracious enough to tell us this, this is what we use. This is the agency that we use. And, you know, we talked about uh, advertising or what, what channel to put it on. So we, we only on, we're only on booking.com. He goes, that's all you need. He goes, I'm on three or four, but I've been around five years, but he goes, so we're just on booking.com and, uh, or you just go directly to the website and book the room, which will save you a few bucks if you do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. My wife and I, uh, got married at a bed and breakfast in San Antonio and, nice. uh, and then stayed there. And it was an incredible experience. It was the details that you talk about, uh, the cake was something unlike we've never had any cake like that ever since then. And we talk about it all the time still, like it was the best cake we'd ever had, but just so you, you have some work to do there on the cake. I, I do. You're not a baker. Yeah. I'll do so. I'll do some baking, but I'm not at that level. Yeah. Um, His cinnamon rolls are are really uh, vying ah. any that they're I've cl- had. He keeps working on them. They're close to Cinnabons, but they're they're not. Yeah. No, they're 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 Better. darn good. They're good. No. <laughs> even you like them, right? Oh, yeah. Well, you have to make three, even though there's two guests. Uh, I say, yeah. I don't, I'm not sure what happens to the third one. <laughs> don't know. Don't darn know. rats. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so you've got Airbnbs out there for people who wouldn't know. What's the difference between an Airbnb and a, a B and B? Yeah, and the Airbnbs don't have breakfast and don't you you rent the place and you have to do everything and bring in the food and so forth. It's a real different clientele. I think previously to our buying raindrops, a couple had put in an offer to have our place as an Airbnb and and 
the offer fell through. It just didn't work. And that's a different clientele. You're not looking for the pampering, the breakfast. The experience. And some people just don't want to really talk to people, you know, (laughs) really, you know, you're staying at a motel, you're not there to socialize. And that's what, you know, we had to really learn that balance. I did. I think I'm very good at it. Because you wanted to talk to everybody, right? (laughs) I can see where he wanted to. And I'm usually the chatter, but yeah, yeah, I have to, you know, so you see them when they check in, you tour them, you talk a little, and then you see them again at breakfast. Um, Some guests want to sit and really chat. They want to hear what's in the area. And that's what we really learned was promoting the area. You know, we have all kinds of brochures. We tell people what restaurants to go to. We tell them what attractions there are in the area. And that's why when the chamber job came open, I said, this is a perfect fit. I'm doing it anyway. (laughs) Right. You just want to expand it a little bit. Exactly. I mean, where you are today, do do you have any thoughts of, doing more, like expanding a little bit, opening another room or uh, doing some different landscaping or or, change, or are you set where you are? Well, I think what changed that a little is we did when we first went in the house, there's a side room that was being utilized in a different way. And I said, looked at Barry, there's an outside entrance. And I said, what about a wine room? And so after we opened for a year, then I, I went about the business of applying for a liquor license, which is a very interesting, challenging experience. <laughs> I offered uh, to do that. but <laughs> Yeah, but your business expertise yeah. fell a little short. Uh, yeah, okay, like, got it. Said, Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we went about that. You know, and the first thing is to decide what kind of liquor license, because there's a million different kinds. So we yeah. have a wine tavern liquor license, which is an on-premises liquor license. We can do wine tastings, a glass of wine. You can share a bottle on site you cannot sell your guests or anybody else a bottle to take with them. Ah. So we did that. It was about a six month process and I was, and it's different. I think it was a challenge for the liquor authority because it's attached to another business and, you know, just the whole logistics of it. Right. The idea of it, they hadn't done before. Right. Our garden and our room, our small room are licensed. So we can accommodate 10 people in the wine room, but in the summer we have the garden too and we can accommodate more. So when you ask, you know, where would we like to go? We'd like that to be busier. We're open to the public Friday afternoons and or Friday evenings and Saturday afternoons. Yeah, I saw that. That's when Barry just kind of comes out, sits on the porch and drinks yeah. some wine, right? <laughs> He's not a wine drinker. <laughs> not at a wine all. drinker and I'm you have not, a wine room. Come not, on. I do wine. not drink wine. I hate so now wine. I now I know why where the Scots came from. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> no, not his either. No, I just love, I I love everything about it. I love the marketing, I love the labeling, I love the, where it comes from. But to drink it, no, I'll pass on that. I'll, I'll take, I do uh, the drinking. I'll do take, the drinking. I'll, I'll take a uh, Rocks uh, Rock Valley Brewery beer. I'll take a Heel Path beer. You know, and we carry beer. them. And we too. carry those. Here. Really, yeah. you have them as yeah, well. We oh, have, that's interesting. Yeah, not a lot, but it's a couple selections. No, but that's kind of yeah, that's kind of cool that you've got the local breweries. And it's, especially for me, because since I don't drink wine, and we go to wineries, you know, with my wife or my daughter, and we we've been. I don't. I don't look around for wine. I look around. Do you have a bottle a of beer? And uh, sometimes they don't. It's like, what about us non-wine drinkers? You know, and, and, and I only need one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's the driver. I'm the driver. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, so it's been. It's really um, attractive, and we would love to 
increase um, small events. We had a retirement party there once. We had a guitarist a couple nights in the summer, and that attracted more people. That's so interesting, So it's yeah. really a great place for a small meeting or if you wanted to, you know, really gather with co-workers for a little bit of, you know, light entertainment, it, it's a great place for that. Right. So what would you tell my brother? Should he be doing this or would you recommend this to others or has it, it been a road too hard to travel? Oh, I would. definitely would. Yeah. yeah. I, it's, it's just, it, it's what you make of it. It's how you want to, how much you want to put into it. We, we put everything into it. We just, we love meeting people. We love what we do. Uh, it's interesting. It's great uh, clientele. It's just something about the bed and breakfast people. They, they know what they're getting. We've had some people who have never been to a bed and breakfast. And, uh, and usually after they, right before they, oh, we'll be back. We'll oh, be this, back. This, this, this is amazing. Yeah. This is amazing. And, and, they said, and that's one thing about bed and breakfast is they're all different. They're very rarely the same. It's just a different choice of menus and how they present the foods and whether it's a buffet, whether you you check what you want the night before or you're surprised. We surprise people. Really? We, we always ask about what if there's any food restrictions and, and dietary needs. And then from there, we just present the food in the next morning. So, you, so, you, so you can plan the night before and just do some wild things. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I have my basic six or seven things, but it's new to them. And Denise right. says, oh, you're doing those again? I said, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, but it's new to them. Look, uh, you're getting free breakfast today. Oh, just I deal can't with eat. It. I'm like, some of our guests like <laughs> want us to sit down with them and eat. And I'm like, I can't eat like this every morning because oh, yeah, yeah. I would not fit in the room anymore. We, so. Yeah, I don't do it either. You'd be like the big guy, right? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, don't want I can't eat like I serve because yeah. once it's, in a while, too much. We'll every, once in a while, I'll try, you know, try something out and make sure you know, things are good, but... Overall, it's been it's get great great reviews. I have a a bacon recipe from my sister. My I guess my father originally did it, and uh, it's it's a, it's a huge hit. A bacon recipe. Well, it's I call a, it his world famous bacon now because it literally is because everybody people come back and they're like you're gonna do the bacon again right yeah, yeah. Do how, how do you make bacon well, I, 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 i'm not gonna have you give away it's how i cook the bacon i buy okay. the, i just buy the bacon at hannaford's but it's okay. way, it's the way i prepare it all right it's, it's, that's it's, interesting it's, it's just different i'll tell you off air all right all right yeah. Yeah, yeah, we don't want to give this away no you have to book the place to, yeah. to try it. <laughs> so speaking of booking it how do we how do we find out more well, I would suggest going on our website, and that's www.raindropsonrosesbb.com, and look right on there, and you can book on there. That's the best way to do it. Got a phone number? It's Barry's number, 315-941-2420. Awesome. Anything I've missed you guys want to talk about? It? I think we, we got uh, it all. I get it. Sure I would say if anybody's interested in in starting one, talk to other people. Talk to us because I think it's really good market research to do that. And we, we spent an hour with Mike at Grand Colonial, and he was fantastic. And I talked to some other people as well. Yeah, yeah. in yeah. the area about PNBs. I talked to somebody in New Jersey. A friend of mine referred right. me to somebody to really talk to. And other people we've talked to have said it is overwhelming. And if we had done more rooms, it would be. You know, yeah. we live there, too, and we have our own private space. So it's perfect the way we've done it. They have the front of the house. We have the back of the house. And we're 
maximum four people, maximum four people for breakfast, but turnover only two rooms. So it's, it's perfect for our situation and part of our life now. Nice. You know, we're not 22 and we have to rent all four rooms to live in the basement. <laughs> you, know? you could do that, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we could. could. <laughs> all right. Awesome. It was fun having you guys on here. And, uh, of course, on the chamber side of things, uh, we, you can find out more about HerkimerCountyChamber.com or you can call 315-866-7820. That's all for this show. Thank you. Thank you.